0: Do you ever wonder why people talk about things over and over again and share the stories? I still get questions and I still have people ask, like, why are you still talking about grief 10 years later? Aren't you over it? Isn't that something that you should be through? It's uncomfortable. Why are you still talking about it? Well, in today's episode, I share the reason why. I talk a little bit about why it's so important for us to share our stories even 3, 5, 10, 20, 50 years later. But how to approach it in a way that is healing rather than hurtful. But before I dive in, if you like this uh, this podcast, if you have enjoyed any part of it and you would be willing, please 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 go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. This is how the, the podcast is found. And so when people need podcasts about hope and grief and living a thriving life through the circumstances, when you leave a rating and review, they're able to find it more. They're able to see because the algorithm, that magic algorithm shows that, oh, this podcast matters. So please go and do that. I would really appreciate it. And I, I love them all. I will share them on my Instagram. I will mention them here, but please take about a minute and a half to do that for me. I would really appreciate it. And then if you have someone who you think would benefit from this, go ahead and share that with them as well. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Hi, friend. I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken-spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. There's a lot of things that I get tired of. I'm I'm not really into whining. I tell my kids that I don't speak whinies. I don't like excuses. I don't like when people and when I say people, I mean myself. I don't like when I'm whining. I get tired of my own excuses. I get tired of hearing the same story over and over and over. If you're not willing to make a change, if you're not willing to make, make some, do something a little different. And again, mainly with myself. But why do I talk about this when I still talk about my grief 10 years later? Why is it that I talk about my grief and I don't get tired of that? Making excuses and talking about the same circumstances over and over and over again and talking about your grief are completely different. There's no timeline with grief. There's no there's no path. There's no right and wrong um, that needs to be done by this point. You should be here by now. All of these things that society says that you should do and you only have so much time to grieve and then you need to get your act together because you're making other people uncomfortable. These are not excuses and it's not the same thing as whining. I talk about my grief and I talk about how it's changed me and how it, the gifts of it have caused me to be a version of myself that I think is stronger, braver, more courageous more compassionate, I have more empathy than I did before, before I went through on this journey, before I started on this journey. And so I think it's important as a society that we normalize, that we talk about our grief, our circumstances, and not in a way that's unhealthy and not in a way that is making excuses for inaction or actions that we've taken but the more we talk about things the more we understand them the more we can figure out what we want what it's like i don't know about your experience unless you tell me i don't know how deeply things affect you unless you tell me and that's why even people around me i let them talk about their grief I let them talk about their circumstances, the things that they've been through, the trauma or the, the loss, the broken heart, the broken spiritedness of what they're going through. Even the lack of confidence or the, the loss of a dream, the loss of a child, loss of a pregnancy, loss of all these losses, if you don't take time to talk them through or to write them through. Some people are not verbal processors and, can, and and write. It's okay. Because every time you do that, it's going to change slightly. Your understanding of your needs is, is there. We talk about the things we've been through because relationships matter. The relationship with my husband, the way it was before he died, matters. How he made me feel, the, the way he would speak to me, the way he would interact with me, the way he would speak and interact with the kids and the people around us. Good or bad, good or bad, all of that matters. The same as it matters, the relationship I have with my husband now which you're thinking but Tammy he's dead. How do you have a relationship with him? And this the funny thing is is that I there's still a bond there. There's still a a connection there. It's of course one-sided because he's in heaven. And I'm not big on your your daddy or your husband or your loved one is looking down at you from heaven right now I like to think and I could be wrong but I like to think that God kind of protects those in heaven from the hurt that's on earth and as a side note one of the reasons why I don't talk to my kids and tell them that their dad is watching them and is proud of them now I tell them that their dad if their dad saw them they would be proud he would be proud of them I also talk about how we need to tell, we need to tell, tell Jesus or pray to Jesus and have him tell your dad, or we do that. And, um, or I'm sure Jesus is talking to your dad about how proud he is of you. Um, different things like that, just because I, it's kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy. The whole idea of someone staring at you when you're, in all, at all times, but I digress. I, you know, that's a whole nother thing, but relationships are important. The connection, that bond, I'm still raising my husband and my kids and it still matters to me that all those plans and what we wanted from our kids and for our kids and we, what we wanted to give our kids still matters to me. It looks different, and I've done a lot of different things, but the grief plays a part in it. Another reason why I talk about grief so much is that it allows my kids, through every developmental stage, when they reprocess the grief, they continue to know that it's okay to keep talking about it that it's not an, a taboo subject, that it's not off limits. And it doesn't matter if it makes me uncomfortable that I'm willing to talk to them about it. And they've asked some hard questions, questions that I can answer, questions that I didn't really want to answer, but did anyway, and questions that I don't know how to answer. And so we, we did the best we could together. And then the other part too, when you go through things, whatever the circumstance is, you don't move on. You don't move on from things. You move through it. You move forward. You move to another phase. Like you move forward, but you don't move on from it. Moving on to me means that you set it aside and it doesn't matter anymore. And no matter what the circumstance is, it could be amazing circumstance and you can move forward from it with it you can it can be terrible like the loss of of some someone special to you you don't move on from that you move through it and forward with it you allow it to change you but it's okay it's okay to 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 move with it i don't talk about it because it still consumes my life so that's another misconception is that if I'm still talking about my grief, then it still rules my life, and I'm still in active grief. I've done my work. I'm still doing my work, and there are days where that active grief seeps back in. But overall, I am in the, the out of that active grief and I'm more into integrated grief where it's, you know, I talk about it. It's in my fanny pack. I carry it around with me because it's part of who I am. But it doesn't control me anymore. It doesn't dictate my decisions completely. I use it. I use the wisdom from it to help me get to where I want to be. But I don't, I don't talk about it because it's so all-consuming. I talk about it to allow you to have the freedom to talk about it too. Because maybe, just maybe, you're listening And you have something that you want to talk about, but you don't feel, you feel like it's been too long, so I shouldn't bring it up. I can't, it's been over a year. I can't talk about this raw emotions or how angry I am that I went through this circumstance. But the thing is you really can, because even if it's been a year, over the course of that year, you have changed. Your priorities have shifted slightly. The your your desires, your, the wisdom you've gained has shifted slightly or drastically. You can talk about it because today's grief is different than yesterday's grief. As long as you're working on it. Just keep working on it. Keep talking about it. Keep mentioning it. I'm a verbal processor. The more I talk about things, the more I understand and I can embody what I really want from it the more that I process it, the more I can understand what my needs are, what I'm lacking, where, where I wanna go from here, and what I wanna change. Grief is threaded throughout my story. It's an element that's always going to be visible. It's always gonna be there. And that's okay. I don't need to hide it. I don't need, and in fact, The world really needs us not to hide the things that we've been going through. Because I guarantee that the person next to you is going through something as well. And if they are, if they know that you're willing to just sit there and listen or sit there and allow the emotions to come to bubbling up for a few minutes, just feeling that support is enough to get to that next moment. When you learn something, well, in general, when you are going through a course, when you're getting an education, when you um, you learn a new skill, you learn these things and it becomes part of you forever. When you go through loss, it become, becomes part of you forever. Those things that you learn about yourself and about others. And there is no better way to learn about others than you experiencing a circumstance, a hardship, a loss, and seeing how people react. And then the other side of that is sitting with other people while they're going through hardships and, and circumstances and loss. You can learn so much about somebody just by willing to put down all of the expectations, put down all the preconceived notions, and be there. That's it. Just show up for that person. You learn a lot about them. And grief, when you go through it, it becomes part of your life forever. Even if you hide it or shove it down or try to gloss over it or try to act your way through it and action your way through it and push your way through it or ignore it to the point where you just don't, you avoid it. It's still a part of you forever. And all those last things, the shoving it, glossing over it, ignoring it, I urge you don't do that for long. Maybe you know, situationally, I can see how that might be necessary. This is not, you know, you're in somewhere that's not the time or place that you really can process your grief or your circumstances. But that should not be your norm. That should not be your common because it will come out in a way that's completely unhealthy, whether it's in an outburst of anger, outbursts of tears, it could come in as sicknesses or like health issues or pain, so much pain, physical pain is created by grief and holding on to emotions or shoving emotions down that we are afraid of. The other reason why I talk about grief and why I want to encourage you to do the same thing is because when you bring it to life, when you bring it to light, the power it has over you dissipates. God talks about how we are the light of the world. His people are the light of the world. And a candle can lighten a whole room. When you take something that has so much power over you and you're willing to talk about it and acknowledge it and discuss it and embrace it and decide what you don't want from it, that thing loses its power over you. That fear that comes from it can no longer stand. And you can truly see for what it is. You can see that it is a fear, irrational or rational, that it is a moment to choose faith over fear, or that it's a fear that's been that rooted in lies. And by speaking it out loud, it allows your brain for a moment to start bringing in the truth. It's okay to be uncomfortable with talking about grief. I still, I still get uncomfortable talking about it. I still worry about, am I going to say the right thing or the wrong thing when someone's grieving or going through a hardship? I still worry if I'm making people uncomfortable, but then I remind myself that it's not my job to make someone else comfortable, and it's not their job to make me comfortable. Sometimes it's in those uncomfortable feelings that we find freedom, that we find peace, that we find the joy that we're looking for because we've taken that moment of discomfort brought it to life and are able to address it properly see it for what it is instead of what it's turned into this big scary thing that's that we're afraid to talk about grief is not a four-letter word just because it makes something somebody uncomfortable now there is a right way and wrong way to do it We do need to be concerned. We do need to be gentle and gracious and understand and be tactful when we talk about it. But realize when we talk about it, when we talk about our grief, by me talking about my grief even 10 years later, I'm not doing it for you to feel sorry for me. I'm not doing it so that way I get support I'm not doing it because I need you to, I need anything from you. The reason why I'm doing it is because it matters. Because the story matters. Every time I tell my story, I take more ownership in it and of it. And I became, become more of the center instead of the, the event itself. I learn from it. And this is what I want for you. Don't be afraid to tell your story. Don't be afraid to start owning it and making your life lessons, making who you are now, making what you want and who you wanna be more of the center of the story. And changing the circumstance, giving it less power over you. Talk about it so you could process it. Understand your needs in that moment. If you need the support, and early on, early on, many times you talk about your story, you retell your story because you're trying to get your heart and your head to link up because it's so unimaginative. It's so unfathomable that, and you just have to come to the understanding that it's real. Then you tell the story because you do need other people to support you. You need other people to help you and sit there with you and carry some of this, the load, because it's so heavy. And then when you start to tell the story, it's because you, you want to show the restoration. You want to show that it becomes part of you and not completes you, that you can survive a lot of things that you didn't know you could do. You're surviving. You have you have lived through whatever the hardest thing that you've been through. If you're listening to this, you're you've lived through it and you've survived it. Now when you tell your story, you get to decide to thrive through it. Thrive with it. Thrive in life. Tell it. Tell your story with the understanding that you are the one who changes in it. The story itself doesn't change, but you get to change. You get to make the little tweaks, the adjustments, the put the perspective in the right place. Put more emphasis on who you are now, what you've learned, and the life that you want because of the wisdom you've gained through it. And it's okay to tell your story as you're healing. Be grateful, be grateful for your story. But don't let it define you anymore. You get to define the story. You get to define what parts you emphasize, what parts you truncate, what parts you embellish and you talk about. And and by embellish, you know, you don't wanna lie. But you can talk and you can embellish how good you feel. I feel really good most days now. March was really hard for me. Really hard. Way more than I was expecting. Way more. But by talking about it and embracing it and understanding that it was allowed to be hard and that, wow, what I went through was really difficult. But I made it. I did it. And now when I talk about the fact that I've been over 10 years, I can talk about the 10 years of God showing up. The years, the, the years before that as well. Like God has shown up and shown up and shown up over and, over and over and over. But he's been so gentle with me over the last 10 years. Very specific. Putting people in my life. Putting conversations in my life. So I'm grateful for my story. I'm grateful for the friends who have allowed me to talk about it. I'm grateful for the, the ability to change the perspective of my story and to share briefly the incident. Because that's not where the story ended. It's not even where the story started. And even my moment right now, my story is not ending here. My story continues to grow and change and expand. And I get to choose how I thrive through my story. Trials are what refine us. Why wouldn't you want to talk about the things that got you to where you are now? And if you're not where you want to be, that's okay, too, because you get to change that. By acknowledging that and, and talking through that, you're able to make that decision, see your needs, and share the story that you want. Share it in a way that gives you hope and opportunity. Your story has hope and opportunity in it. It's really hard. It's really challenging to see it when you're in the middle. Of all of the mess. But if you're ready to explore more, if you want to see how there's opportunity for healing and restoration and growth and confidence and purpose and joy and all of these and thriving in life, if you're tired of letting your story define who you are instead of you get to define your story, contact me. I have a few spots available for 1 on 1 coaching and one of them has your name on it. All it takes is click the link in the show notes. Go to my website and click work with me and there's no commitment. It is the the 20-minute call that you get to do. By just by just clicking that you're saying yes to yourself. By saying by clicking on that and scheduling that session, scheduling that uh, meeting with me. It has nothing to do with me. It has all to do with the fact that you just said yes to yourself, that you admitted that you want more. And that is, that is hard. That's vulnerable. And I hold that space for you. And then we get to talk about it. We get to talk about what's possible. We get to talk about what's getting in the way from you healing and finding the restoration that you really want. And we get to you get to discover what your life could look like within the next six months if you say yes to yourself. So contact me and let's do it together instead of you trying to tell the story on your own.